Things were going really, really well. And what happened on Thursday? I think we need to discuss it in depth. Queen Elizabeth died. And I had a whole other episode planned. I had a whole bunch of show notes planned to discuss something else. But I feel like we can't even get into that until we discuss the death of Queen Elizabeth. First of all, I want to say, despite her colonialism roots, rest in peace. It's sad to see, you know, the Queen of England, who we've had since I believe 1935, pass away. Am I like distraught? No. Do I have any emotional attachment to her? No. I mean, I am Canadian. We are partially under British rule. Actually, guys, I did know for an extensive amount of time, like exactly how that situation worked. I know that a portion of our taxes, not a lot, like a dollar to a dollar fifty per year goes to the royal family, but I'm not too like articulate in it anymore because I just haven't reviewed it in a while. But I just want to give her a shout out and say rest in peace. You know, she was kind of like, this poster child for Britain and like obviously the poster child for Britain and for the royal family and for any of the crown affiliates. I'm using the wrong terminology right now. But we raided her for a while. And obviously the shit that went down with Meghan and Harry kind of brought to the forefront those like racist colonial roots of the family, which was, you know, disturbing to see and painful to see in many ways. But it had to be done. And I know it was at the end of her time with us, but at least we got to have her. And I liked the fact that we had a woman ruling the monarchy. I loved that like energy. I loved the Queen Elizabeth vibes. So I'm really sad. Actually, what makes me sad about her death is the fact that we're transitioning back to masculine energy. That's what really makes me upset. I'm not into it. I don't want to be... I don't want a king, I want a queen, you know? That's what I wanted to say about that. I know I know the tweets have been like hilarious. Guys, if you go on Twitter right now, it's a shit show over there talking about the queen and all those memes and how Diana is basically gonna go after her. Cause you know they did Diana dirty. But <laughs> dirty Diana, guys, Michael Jackson or the weekend's version, whichever one you want to listen to. But It is a sad time and it is the end of an era. And I think we should, while we should laugh at memes and while we should address the harm that the monarchy has done, especially in her era, to minorities and smaller countries and the reparations that still need to be delivered, especially to indigenous communities, African communities, um, Caribbean communities, even just the simple British community and Irish from what I'm gathering. I think we should honor the fact that it's the end of an era. And that's kind of what I have to say about the queen dying. But let's talk about the true, 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 
disappointment of the week. It's the fact that King Charles or Prince Charles is now King Charles. That is the disgrace of the week. And we have to deal with Charles and Camilla for the next 10 years because we know, guys, look at him. He ain't got much time left. But let's talk about why I don't like King Charles. First of all, he did Diana dirty. He married her by force. He didn't want to. And she was this gorgeous, radiant, beautiful soul. And then he broke her down and cheated on her with Camilla. Guys, I think he said something along the lines of he wanted to be inside Camilla so bad that he wanted to be her tampon. Why are you married to another woman at this point? And guys, you cannot convince me in my spirit, in my soul, in my heart that he was not involved in the murder of Diana. You can't convince me of that. I totally, 1 billion percent, believe he's involved in that and that he was the person who pulled the trigger. And I don't know why he hated Diana so much. Well, we know why. Like, I mean, she was very radical for her time, very transitory for her time, was really into doing things that broke the mold. And so we know why, but like, why? I mean, look at you, Charles. Cool. But now he's king and he's so lackluster. Like, he's not giving. But does anyone from the royal family give? You know what? Harry always gave. Harry always ate up until Meghan. That's a conversation for another day. But like, he's just not giving. And it's kind of disturbing to watch. Furthermore, his brother is Prince Andrew, who's a pedophile, not about it. Also, didn't he say that he didn't want to give royal privileges to his own grandson because his grandson had decimal 5999% black in him? So he's racist. Guys, I'm just not here for King Charles. I'm just not. And imagine getting your first real job at 73. Like, you were a prince for so many years. Now you're a king at 73. You have to actually do work, but not real work. Like, work that you and Camilla can do. Guys, I'm just disturbed. My whole spirit is disturbed. I want to convince Justin Trudeau to stop giving my money to the royal family now. Can we opt out? I think Canadians and Australians and any other monarchy affiliate should be able to opt out of giving their tax dollars to the monarchy. I think you should. I mean, there should be a consequence, but obviously there's a consequence to every action, but I think you should be able to. That's my take on it. I'm just not impressed about King Charles being king. I'm not feeling it. The vibe is not there. These are not immaculate vibes. I mean, can we just skip to William? I mean, Kate gives more than Camilla. So I'm kind of down for that. I'm kind of down for King William and Queen Kate. So also, can we abolish the monarchy? I'm kind of over it. Like, it's kind of lame now. But it's also not lame. I kind of like knowing there's a king and queen out there somewhere. You know? Maybe I'm wrong about the situation. Maybe I'm wrong with the vibe. Maybe it's not a flex. But that's that. I, I guys... The royal family is kind of not giving these days. Just They're just not as like immaculate as they used to be to me. I'm bored. They need to do something different. Kate, can something come out about Kate? Like a sex tape? I don't know. Anyways, moving on. This can be a very short episode, but I want to discuss something before I end it. And we come back next week. And I actually, let me talk about the game plan for next week. But let me talk about something that's deep on my heart right now. And irritating my spirit. So last week, Saturday, I tried to get tickets to see the Woman King premiere at TIFF. And I know I'm black. And I know this is a disgrace. But the only reason I wanted to see the Woman King premiere is because Kiro finds Tiffany was in it. 
And so I didn't get tickets. So I said, you know, at black. And my friend was like, you should just go stand outside. He probably will come. And I looked at the list and he wasn't on the list to come. He was the only guest, like cast member, who wasn't on the list to come. So I'm like, you know, I'm not going to stand outside and wait for like a skinny man. Guys, he came to Toronto. And I missed an opportunity to take a selfie with hero, Beauregard, Faulkner, nepotism baby, fine stiffen. This is a tweet and I will post it. I am so distraught. Like it has made my whole night depressed. And then I said to myself, I said, why? Never in Alexandria's entire existence has she wanted to meet a celebrity this bad. Why does she want to meet a celebrity? Yes, I spoke in third person. And guys, the answer is I don't fucking know. But then what I realized, and this is like a social media thing. I was looking up After Ever Happy because I really got into the books and I really, actually I didn't really get into the movies, but I really got into the books. And when I watched the movies, I thought he was attractive. And that was the basis of it. And I was going through Twitter and I was kind of looking at information about the movie. It's because like, it's kind of nice to engage with other people on a topic, on a social media platform. And what happens is the more you like and the more you retweet, the algorithm sends all that to your homepage or to like your main page. And so you're scrolling through the shit you follow, scrolling through the topics you follow, and it keeps plugging this information about the movie and about the actors into your timeline. So I'm somebody who already looked at this man and I'm like, he is stunning. 10 out of 10. And then my timeline keeps pumping out information about him. And the insane thing is that the afternators, I guess that's the group of people that they're called, they have this insane fixation with Hero Finds Tiffin. And so they pump out information about like his whereabouts, about his personal life, about his interviews, things that I, as a person who just thinks he's attractive, would never look for. And after a while, I realized that I was entering into this black hole of finding information out about this man. And I would have never known he was at TIFF tonight if it wasn't for that. Because a bunch of Toronto girls went, took pictures with him, some were waiting from 11 a.m. But I would have never actually known that he was there if it wasn't for Twitter. It wasn't Instagram that told me. It wasn't like Facebook. It was legitimately Twitter, guys. And I said to myself, I said, this is so fucked. It like creates this like climate, this environment that allows you to have an obsession. Because all I do when I open Twitter and I have long bus rides to and from work, you open Twitter expecting to engage with content in the regular way that you're, that I have been historically. And every five tweets I checked, guys, like every five tweets is a tweet about Hero Finds Tiffin. And it's information that, again, I would have never seeked or gathered on my own accord. And I said, wait, so I'm not a crazy fangirl. It's literally because I have so much access to so much information about a man that my visual believes is hot.
And that's insane, guys. Fucking insane. Did he look amazing at TIFF? Yes. Is he gorgeous? Yes. Is he like my current like love? Absolutely. Did I like literally have 12 panic attacks for like an hour? Absolutely. Who cares? Do I know more about him than I ever required to know? Yes, I do. And I don't need any more information about him. So what I did after tonight, realizing the way that things are, and realizing that this shit can manifest into like an unhealthy fixation, I actually like muted his name from Twitter. So, so far it's been working and I haven't been getting any information about him. My cortisol levels have dropped significantly. Am I still sad I didn't get to meet him? Absolutely. Will I meet him in the future? Probably. Will this crush die out in about three months? Probably. I don't know. Am I going to watch The Woman King? Yeah, just because he's in it. And I kind of want to see. Apparently he speaks in a foreign language the whole film. And he already has a foreign accent. So, you know, we're excited. But that's what I wanted to say. I missed him. Sad about it. But now I know why. I'm extra sad about it. (sighs) I have nothing else to add for this week. I think I've told you guys the major three things I want to talk about. It's going to be a shorty, but a goodie. But let's talk about what's going to come for the rest of the podcast, for the rest of the 50s. Hmm. So I've been consistent lately, and I'm really proud of myself. But what we're going to do is we're going to do the concert series. So this summer, I saw a few concerts. I saw um, Scott Bradley, Postmodern Jukebox. I saw Leon Bridges, and I saw James Bay. Only concert I've given to you in an episode has been James Vincent Amoral, which was like the most important one. Obviously. But the next couple of episodes are just going to be me rolling out those concert episodes, mainly because I really enjoyed attending them and I really want to share those experiences with you. And then we may transition back into like some regular content. We're definitely going to be looking for a guest. I have some guest opportunities coming up. I hope you guys enjoyed the last two episodes with Joe from the Filthy Feminine. I know they're late, I know they're delayed. Um, I know they're a little bit not safe for work, but I hope you guys enjoy them. You know, I love having guests on the podcast. Um, And last but not least, um, I've gotten a few requests to do another filter off dating episode. So I may do that for you guys and um, we'll see. So I've gotten a few, I think I've gotten like four or five requests for another episode of that because you guys really enjoyed it. Um, And yeah, so we have a lot of content coming up, a lot planned. I may not be on the podcast talking to you like this for a while, and I would love to. I do have a Monday Night Raw story I want to tell. I don't know if that will be a bonus. I don't know if that will be next week, and then I get into the concerts. I haven't decided yet, but we have a lot of content to roll out for the rest of like the 50s before we get to 60. And I hope 60 is going to be like a guest episode. So I'm really excited for all of that. And um, yeah, that's a wrap on this week. Short but sweet. And I hope you guys love it. You have a wonderful, wonderful day, night, week, wherever you are when you listen to this. Thank you for constantly coming back to the pod, listening to it. Read it five stars, please. Rate it on iTunes. I have it on a new rating.